seven-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Big Keith Trailer, look at him rumble. Yes, welcome along. Utter Punts is back, a brand new season. You can tell it is too. This is take 38 of the intro. You wouldn't believe it. We are steaming into the new season like producer Andy at a 70s disco tribute night. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Touchdown! No! No! 24-yard attempt. Oh, Bowling hits the upright. It's no good. Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackle. Yes, we're back for the full season, keeping you bang up to date with everything. As it happens, we will be previewing every TV game all season long and loads of other bits and pieces chucked in for giggles too. Usual crews here. First up, our resident ginger Viking, think Tormund's Giants Bane, if he had any clue about lining up in a shotgun formation. You are right, Dave Keane. Oh, I was, Liam. When we started doing this podcast, I was a nice, healthy, milk, pallid white. And I've been here under these lights now for waiting for this to happen for so long. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, this is Sorry. this is my fault. And um, you have got the skin tone that could get a suntan from the fridge. So you just stay there. Let's introduce the man with the shoulders of a Greek god and a head shinier than Zeus's helmet. It's our resident statistical genius, Dan Horton. You're right, Dan. I'm very well, thank you. And I'm glad that football's back because the off-season's rubbish. Certainly is. Uh, you've, you, I thought you were going to absolutely hammer me there for how long it's taken me to get this intro out of the way. But it's from the week coming up. Yeah, it's right at the end of the programme, as always, where we nominate our Otter Punts of the Week. And considering there's been no football, it might just be me. New season starts right now. This is Utter Punts. Yes, welcome along. Very much looking forward to the new NFL season. As I've said, all of the uh, all of the gang is here, which is lovely to have you along. Now, um, Dan, how are you? First of all, before we get into topic one, before we launch into what we're going to do, how are you? How's your off season been? No, it's been good. I've had a nice, nice couple, of, nice break, couple of holidays. Um, I've become engaged. Um, which is very exciting. Um, to my sister. To your sister. Yeah, we'll be family soon. Um, 2025 podcast. I will get married in the off-season, because I'm not selfish, um, and I don't want to sacrifice the podcast. So my stag do and um, wedding will be in the off-season, buried in the off-season, nowhere near the draft or anything. It'll be in the dead space between July and August. You'll all be pleased to know. If he has a stag do, it'll be a straight-up miracle, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you. Uh, right. Again, before we launch into into first topics, Dave, how's your off season been, mate? Are you okay? I'm I'm, I'm well. Well, I've got man flu, probably COVID, but people don't say COVID anymore. Things have changed, right? It's not fashionable did. no more. So I've got man flu. <laughs> And we'll leave those politics exactly where they are, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the NFL podcast, Utter Punts. Uh, look, we are proudly in association with Endzone Kit. Don't forget, punts at checkout gives you 15% off if you head to endzonekit.co.uk. So first topic is the stuff that um, has stood out to you during the off-season. I'm going to let Dan go first on this one. What, what's been your favourite thing about the closed season, Dan? Yeah, I, I, I get fascinated by big when big trades go down, especially around the draft and draft picks. So, um, because I love watching the, the, the sort of longevity of what happens with those draft picks over time. So this year, for example, you've got the, the, pa the Panthers have traded up to take Bryce Young. 
they've given their Bears a wide receiver and some draft picks. So it'll be interesting to see who wins that trade in the long run. So whether the Panthers overpaid, if they've got the perfect quarterback, they didn't. What do the Chicago Bears do with those picks? So a couple of years ago, the, the 49ers made a, a real splash trade to go up from 12 to 3. Uh, in the draft and they gave the Dolphins a first round pick in 21, 22 and 23 and a third round pick in 2022 to move up to get Trey Lance now at the time Trey Lance hadn't thrown the ball that much in college as Dave rightly pointed out very exciting talent and looked very exciting looked like he'd fit the Shanahan system really well hasn't for one reason or another injuries never quite showed it when he was on the field and then has been injured quite a lot since so never been able to really get into the groove um They've just simply recently traded him to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth-round pick. So in two years, they've turned three first-round picks and a third-round pick into a fourth-round pick. Now, for most teams, that would be devastating. That would devastate their franchise for years. It would take them 10, 10 years to recover from it. The 49ers haven't blinked. They're still probably the favourites to win the NFC this year because they've got a slightly easier division. Um, they've just signed Nick Bosa to a massive contract. They've got Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. They're still making moves, and they're still an active franchise. And it comes down to what a good franchise looks like, a well-managed franchise looks like, and what a bad one looks like. The, the, the Dolphins, ultimately, in that trade, have taken those picks from the 49ers. So they got, for Trey Lance, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and Bradley Chubb. So the Dolphins have done quite well out of it as well. So who's the big winner in that trade? Dolphins, probably. Who's the big loser? I don't know. Cowboys? Maybe. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's not the 49ers, is it? Because they're fine. And they're fine because they drafted Brock Purdy in the seventh round and whatever. And it, it's gone from there. And then they've picked up Sam Donald, who does look like a good fit in that offense because of his speed of thought. But uh, watching this over three or four years has been fascinating. Um, and these, these sort of moves in the draft always do sort of catch my eye. And it's always something I, I like to track over the years to come as, as trades happen and moves happen with those picks. And this is why we call him the Statman Dan, <laughs> because this is the kind of thing that keeps him uh, interested. Keno, what's been your favourite thing about the off-season? Um, the Green Bay Packers finally no longer <laughs> having uh, a high-level quarterback by the name of Aaron Rodgers, who has now gone to the Jets, been watching Hard Knocks, been seeing a lot of Packers fans be crying with the fact that apparently he didn't lead him that way with Packers. Well, I don't think he was appreciated as much by the Packers fans by the end. When you see a man being begged not to retire by young fans and saying, why would I want to when I'm so happy here? I imagine that brings a little bit of bile to the throat of every single Packers fan seeing it. And that gave me a great deal of pleasure. Um, yeah, I, want, I want Aaron Rodgers to do well, not too well. Um, I don't mind the Jets, but they're playing green. The two other teams are playing green, the Eagles and the Packers. It's, it's hard to root for them, but, you know... Jarrett's not the Vikings out of playoffs last year. Uh, it was nice to see the friendly rivalry between the Jets and the Giants the other night, where somehow Rodgers managed to get into an argument with a man called Jihad Ward, which by names you can't get much more of a, I'd rather not be involved in an argument with you. Um, <laughs> someone who defends I mean, the faith his first name is way, right? Holy War. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is. It, it, yeah. Just drop that D and it really is bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's been a great show. It's been the best series of hard knocks I can remember in a while. Um, some of the rookie stories, the wide receivers facing off against each other, even though they're best friends, that's great too. Uh, I've still got to watch for a fifth episode. But yeah, Hard Knocks this off-season has been a real good watch. Fully recommend it. Yeah, me too. I've watched all of it so far and I've, I, it's been really entertaining. I think, you know, some of the stuff that you don't see, some of the coaching stuff that you don't get to see, uh, you know... Well, 
the absolute obsession with gold member still mm. makes me absolutely howl every time I see it. It's absolutely brilliant. The gold um, zone. Yeah, the gold. It's not the red zone. <laughs> it's the zone. gold zone. Just, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And to see the way that Aaron Rodgers is treated on the field and off the field by everybody, you know, you, you can only build that level of respect up over uh, over a career, really. And, and, you know, I think maybe might just give him a a little bit of a lease of life and maybe we'll see the Jets come good or certainly better uh, than they were last season and they weren't bad last season either. Um, I think if I was going to pick something from... Go on, Kino, you've got your hand up already. Just, just one important point to make as well. Mm-hmm. The Aaron Rodgers following in the footsteps of Brett Favre going to the New York Jets, bringing along Zach Wilson as a, an heir apparent to the point where the yeah. Jets realise whether they want to stick with his quarterback that they pick next year and giving Rodgers the trade that he wants... To go and do the job that Favre couldn't do. Maybe. Don't want to upset anybody, but <laughs> I do want to upset you. Think long and hard about that, because it happens. And, uh, um, and don't you forget that that bandana is is there for... It's not there for aesthetic reasons at all. It is there to keep the sweat out of his eyes, ladies and gentlemen. He's got to keep the sweat out of his eyes. Uh, I think if I was going to pick something from the off-season, it probably will have been Nick Bosa's trade. I think... Uh, putting uh, a defensive player on the biggest, not the trade, the, the new deal that he's mm-hmm. got, the, the biggest deal for a defensive player ever, ever. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that probably sets a marker to how we're going to see um, defences treated in the NFL in the years to come. It's obvious they're being prioritised. It's obvious that these guys are realising that they can make a big difference on the defensive side of the ball. And, and it's going to be really interesting to see what that opens up coming further down the track, I think. There's always one of these contracts that starts the ball rolling. So with the with the quarterbacks, it was sort of Kyler Murray. So Kyler mm-hmm. Murray got a contract. Then every other quarterback that was due sort of took the Kyler Murray contract to their owners and went, uh-huh, <laughs> pay up. Um, so Nick Bose was signed, but Chris Jones is, is basically single-handedly almost got the Chiefs to the Super Bowl. Really, in that game yep. against Cincinnati, he was incredible in that in that run, and he's been good for them for a year. He's he's out with them, and he's not playing because he's on. He's basically on. He's self-excluded himself, so he's being fined. He's got a contract due. He's he's entitled to similar, and and the big one then Micah Parsons next year at the Cowboys, who I think they're making cap room for because he will get more again. So it'll just. One of these goes in and then the rest follow. And again, another thing I like sort of like to watch is that there's a domino effect to those contracts yeah, yeah. coming come on time. I, no no surprise if Chris Jones signs this week for a contract very similar to, to Nick Bosa. And then the contract that those who have will be set in stone for the for the Parsons one to just slightly increase it next year. Gonna be interesting. Gonna be interesting. Look, um we've got a game. Or Dave Dave's come up with something. I say Dave. It was an idea that Dan had that Dave then sort of went, oh, hang on a sec. Yeah, he stole it and then moulded it into something. So credit where it's due, Dan's Dan's idea helped to be moulded by Dave and then, I hope, commercialised by me and producer Andy. That's what I'm I'm hoping, (laughs) all right? But we're going to play it and we're going to see whether we can get it off the ground and we're going to hope that you enjoy it. It's going to allow us to have a look at a few teams as we... um, as we go through the podcast and help us preview the new season a little bit. Dave, do you want to explain what the rules are here? Yeah, go on. I'll give it a go. If, if I can't explain it to you guys, then for, for our listeners aren't probably going to understand it either. So do, 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 do tell me if you don't get this. Um, right. Basically what we're going to do is we're going to play a little bit of NFL stock market. So, what we're going to do is going to look at the list 
Everton's finished in last season from 1 to 32, with the uh, worst team being at 1 and the highest team being at 32. That's what Kansas City's Chiefs. Those amongst you who know this kind of thing will be fully aware of the fact that would be the original draft order before anything went on, such as draft pick trades or um, in the in the uh, example of the Dolphins this year, just losing the pick outright for attempting to tamper with Tom Brady, mm-hmm. uh, current owner of Birmingham City Football Club. Um, so... Just to bring us back to the point. How did you not get that into the intro, by the way? Just squeezed that right in, didn't he? <laughs> oh, I had to. I had to. Welcome, Tom. Yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> well-known regular so, listener of yeah, yeah, Tom, Tom Brady. <laughs> he might be now, you know, he's in Birmingham. He might be listening to things with a Brummy accent on it. You never know. But, um, yeah, so ba- basically it's going to be in the order 1 to 32. So, the... Kansas City Chiefs are currently worth 32 points. The Chicago Bears, who have the number one overall pick before they traded away to the Panthers, have got one point. And what we're going to do is we're going to do a snake draft uh, where we're going to pick teams one at a time. And we're going to try and pick the teams who we think are going to climb that ladder the most. Right. So we're going to pick three teams apiece. We're going to pick three teams apiece um, in a snake draft back and forth, and then with the, the person who goes last gets two picks in a row there. Or did we say we were going to do linear? I think we'll do it linear, actually. Should we yeah, do it linear? We're doing it linear because it? I lost everything that we competed in last year, and we want to give me the most amount of chance of actually winning something. I knew there was a reason why we were going to pick it first, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. And we're going to yeah, pick so- a faller, right? Free yeah, up, and we're going to pick a faller, yeah. uh, which in stock market parlance is the short sell, right? So who we think uh, the, the, the value of is going to fall. So if, for example, we thought that the Kansas City Chiefs were going to go from first to worst, if that were to happen, then we would get 32 points for that short sell. But also vice versa, if we thought that the Chicago Bears were going to go from first from worst to best, then we'd get 32 points for that as well, because effectively you bank the number of points based on the finishing position for everybody apart from where we're picking the team that we think is going to fall and then you bank the number of points for they fall really simply if you finish five positions higher at the end of this season coming than you did last season it's worth five points if you finish five positions lower and you've picked the short sell it's worth five points it's that simple it's not difficult yeah we think it's we think it's a lot of fun right yeah and it's going to give us the opportunity here to try and pick out why we're 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 choosing the teams that we're choosing. <clears throat> I say we, but we're going to choose them, and then these two are going to explain why we've picked who we've picked because that's exactly why you're here. That, that would be that would be a good reason. So, um, so you're going to pick a team at random, Liam, and then get us to come up with a reason why it was a good idea. No, I'm going to try and pick a team that you know, but I'm going to let you explain why I've done that. The first one's going to be really, really easy. Should we start the draft? Should we Let's go. put ourselves on the clock? I think we should start the draft. Can we get some kind of countdown from, no, from our producer um, when this is going out? No, absolutely away, not. Get nothing no. off um, also, there, don't forget, the producer isn't here. I'm here, and I don't want to be working until midnight. So no you countdown. You can't even do like a... No countdown. No, and the longer you keep going, the less chance you're going to get of getting it. So, okay, fine. Carry good. on. Good. Uh, right, I'm going to go first then. I'm going to pick the Bears. Now... Yeah, well, I have to say, I have to say, um, they are your team. Yeah, so. no, th- there was there was a little bit of head versus heart here, where I didn't want to have the piss taken out of me for the entire season, 
and therefore wasn't <laughs> going to take the Bears, who finished with a single point last season, because I didn't want to have the piss ripped out of me all season. But then there was that little bit of me that goes, yeah, but you're competitive and you need to try and find a way of making some points. And this seems like a really legitimate way of doing that because surely they can't they can't be the same again. And if they are, you haven't lost anything. Yeah, makes sense. Mathematical sense. You've got no chance of it being a negative score, certainly. So it makes sense to be the first pick. And they should be better, right? I mean, they've got a much easier division. The Vikings are terrible. Um... Input. They, oh no, the Vikings are terrible. Aaron Rodgers on the division, so that division is up for grabs. I think the Vikings will probably win it, um, but it'll be closer, won't it? And the, the Bears, what do they need to get? Five, six wins. They'll probably move up to a, you know, yeah, they move up ten spots. I mean, that's it's a big, it's a big move, and I think they're they're the team most likely to move. They look they look sharp. They've made some good moves. DJ Moore coming in in that trade for the number one pick is an outstanding move. It gives Fields a genuine number one wide receiver, and even in the off season, which generally doesn't mean anything you can see this chemistry between them two and that that looks good that'll help fields and the way fields finished last year before he got hurt was spectacular so um i think arrow up on the burst certainly good easy who, division who, yeah who was picking second damn i was second. picking second yeah i'm going to go yeah. for an up um i'm going to go with the falcons so the falcons were number eight last year they were terrible um but uh, I think I think this year the Falcons have got a shot, certainly a shot at making the playoffs. There's no Tom Brady in that division anymore. That division in the South looks looks winnable. They're gonna they're gonna approach this in a very different way to most teams. They're gonna run the ball. They've they've drafted B. John Robinson, who has his own mustard, um, and is is one of the rare calibers to come out probably since Barkley, mm-hmm. where a, a real difference making running back, a generational running back. They've already got Cordell Patterson. They already had, last year, Tyler Algier, who's broke their rookie rushing record. He's still on the roster. So they've got three incredible running backs. They've got a quarterback that can run the ball. They've got Kyle Pitts and Drake London. They've got a really strong offensive line that loves running the ball. They're going to maul teams this year. And that, that NFC South, as much as there's a bit of firepower at the Saints, is weak. The, the, the defences in, in that division are terrible. And they get to play them five times. They've got one of the easiest strength of schedules in the league because they play in the AFC South, uh, in the NFC South, sorry. So for me, I think the Falcons win the NFC South. I think they make the playoffs probably as a fourth seed, wow. and that bumps them up probably 20 spaces. Wow, that's a good take. Dave, what do you make of that decision from Dan? Uh, I loved it. He didn't take anyone I wanted. Okay, good. All right, so <laughs> that that lines you up for your pick then. Who are you going with? I'm going to take the team which last year were one of the Super Bowl favourites pre-season and ended up finishing fifth uh, worst in the entire league. I'm going to take the Broncos where I think Sean Payton's going to come in and make an awful big difference with Russell Wilson. Uh, I think that there's been a complete culture change there. You know that I'm into the psychology of the situation. I think they all know that Sean Payton's way is the only way they're going to carry on having their jobs. Um, Apparently, Russell Wilson is no longer allowed his... uh, office on, on 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 site with him uh he actually has to speak to the other players i get the distinct impression that sean payton is basically showing him how to build relationships within the dressing room uh and yeah for, for, for me they they have every chance of improving hugely um i can see them winning their division i can see them making the playoffs i think it was just an aberration that they finished fifth last year so i'm, I'm very happy to to be able to take some massive statements dan sort him out would you <laughs> In the with the chiefs and the Chargers. um 
I, I think I I agreed at the start of the off season with when Sean Payton came in. I thought they're they're in for a real bump, but they've got the same problem they had last year, and they've been decimated with injuries again in the in the, in the off season. Their the wide receiver room that looks like a strength with uh, I think was it T.J. Hamlin and and whatever, and but they're all injured again. They're all out for the season again. Jerry Judy's not going to start the season, probably the first four games. So he's got no one to throw the ball to again. Um, he's got Sean Payton. He's got Sean Payton. Sean Payton, in the last two years at the Saints, couldn't get a winning record. No, so, he couldn't. But the, the big difference is he's coming after Nathaniel Hackett. Now, Nathaniel Hackett, cinnamon hard knocks. What a guy. Uh, gold member's own, whatever you want to call it, mate. But <laughs> it didn't show any kind of... At least so far in my show, I haven't seen anybody where I thought they have the ruthlessness required to be a head coach. Sean Payton's one of the nastiest men on the planet. He'll be fine. Uh, I honestly think that the Broncos is just going to go from strength to strength this year. I'm fully aware of who's in their division. I worry for them. I think that there's um, there's more reasons as to why the Broncos should have been good last year and weren't than yeah, just the wide receivers being injured. So, so I think I think their defense, Dave, is is could be stellar. I think they've got a really young defense. Patrick um, Justin Simmons on the backfield, I think, is a really good safety, and they've got some good players up front. So. They could be a really good. They could be a really good defense. I mean, they'll need to be. They they play the Chiefs twice, the Chargers twice, um, and they've got a really tough schedule because they're in I've the AFC West. But I've just figured it out. Good luck to him. I've just figured it out. Mm. Dave's trying to get some more free merch sent from Endzone Kit, this isn't it? Is, yeah, this is why you're the host. So Rene from Endzone Kit is a massive Denver Broncos fan, and what you're trying to do, and he's is, yeah, you see, he's already got the merch. He's wearing all the merch. Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing here. You, you don't want to have to use punts at checkout. You're hoping that Rene's going to send you some more free stuff. Oh, why wouldn't she? I'm yeah. lovely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, a wrap-up of round one of this stock market draft then. I picked the Bears, Dan's gone with the Falcons, Dave's gone with the Broncos, all of which to get better mm-hmm. over the course of the season. In we go to round two. Pick number four overall. It's me to go. I'm going to take a short sell as my second pick, and I'm going to take the Bucks. Hmm. Oh, are you? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to take the Buccaneers because no Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And I think any team that loses Tom Brady will automatically take a step backwards or at least take a little bit of time to reorganise themselves to whatever new quarterback they decide that they're going to play with. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, you two... Dan's crossed it off the list, so I'm guessing mm. that Dan had the Bucks as a yep. potential pick here. Uh, well, I've just said I think the Falcons will, and, the, and the Saints are by cl- by far their favourites in that division now, um, which means the Bucks won't win their division, and make the playoffs, which means they're up, definitely up for a drop. They won't make the playoffs; they're going to drop six, seven spots at least. So it's a great shout, and you're right. Um, moving on from Tom Brady has been difficult, even for Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick, hasn't it? Uh, so if it's difficult for him, it's likely to be difficult for um, Todd Bowles, who's clearly dead man walking. They've still got some good players there, but you know it doesn't. It doesn't seem like a team that's. They've together. got a hell of a defense, got, and you know they've still got Godwin, still got Evans, still got they've got Rashad mm-hmm. White in the backfield. They've got some good players. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Evans is talking about not playing unless they give him a new contract yeah, before the game. I, I, he's he's on the trade radar, I think. For someone like the Giants, maybe I, I could see Mike Evans ended up somewhere. But Ryan, did you hear this story about Ryan Jensen uh, a couple of weeks ago? The centre, yeah, injured for the season again. Dave's twin brother, Ryan Jensen, um, great centre, been in the league many years. He he was injured a lot last year. Came back from injury to play in the playoff game to protect Brady. Shouldn't have done, and shouldn't have done. So basically, took injections of um, 
African umbilical cords from stem cell simulations. He's goosed, so he's retired from the game. So that's on that line is a massive loss to them. Um, and I think retired. I just thought it was on injured reserve for the season. I didn't realise it actually. The word is, I don't think he'll come back, and he's not going to come back into a team that's that's one and ten, is he? You know, so a real shame because a real character of the game. He was always the person in the bottom of the scrum pinching people around you he was great yeah. really good fun to watch so uh, a shout out to him he was a good player but they are they look like in instinct mode really and ultimately are they going to be trying to win towards the end of the season are they going to be trying to lose to get a better pick because yeah. they need a quarterback and there's some absolutely. good quarterbacks coming next year so absolutely right so uh what we're saying is that i've made a really good decision in taking the box yeah, as a short so uh dan your second pick um okay i'm gonna go for the lions as an up um, okay I think uh, they they nearly made the playoffs last year. And I'm looking, I've got a few on my list. Um, I'm not going to read it out because Dave will nick them. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, like, I like the Lions. I think they finished <laughs> I think they finished 8 out of 10 last year, 9 out of 10. They, they won a game against the Packers to eliminate the Packers in the last game of the season, if you remember, um, which put the Seahawks into the playoffs. They finished like a train. They had real problems on defence, but they've, they've splashed and, and brought a lot of players in. Uh, CJ Cardner-Johnson from the, from the Eagles, amongst other players, Brian... But uh, Byron Burns from the uh, they drafted as a safety looks a real, real good player, um, and they've got a really good defensive line. They've got one of the best offensive lines in the league, I'm sure. Probably behind the Eagles, probably the best offensive and defensive lines in the league, and that's where it's won. And if you protect Jared Goff, he will find people. Um, and I think the Lions will win that division. I think the Lions will therefore make the playoffs. And if they improve that far, they could shock people. I I, I think they could shock the Chiefs tonight. I'll be honest with the injuries that the Chiefs have got. It just depends on how long those new plays in the secondary take to take, take to settle in. What it won't take time to settle in is it's the same offense, very much the same scheme. It's the same offensive coordinator, so they should be comfortable. They've got players. They've brought in players. They've overdrafted Jamar Gibbs. He, he shouldn't have gone at number twelve, I don't think. But he is going to be lights out for them. He is going to make a real impact. He could make that impact tonight against the Chiefs team secondary that's banged up specifically. So watch out for Jamar Gibbs. Who um, touchdowns tonight? I think. Yeah, he, he's he's a We're, star. We will definitely touch on tonight a little but, bit later. Um, for me, the Lions win the division. Li- the Lions win the NFC North because they're primed to, and I think they will. And actually, I kind of want them to because Dan Campbell's a legend, and it's, they're great to watch, and they play great football. Yeah. So Lions arrow up for me. MCDC is one of the great characters of the NFL, and it would just be nice for him to to achieve something. I think if he doesn't, he's out of a job. Yeah. You don't make it three I, years without. I that, disagree. So. The Lions are going to Lions because the Lions are the Lions. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. okay, fair enough. Pick him to go down. Uh, go on then. So my <laughs> second pick, I'm picking the team to go up again. Okay. Uh, and this and this time it's quite close to the heart of um of 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 Dan here. Don't do it. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns oh, to go Browns. shooting back up and potentially even I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but potentially shocking some of the better teams in the NFL. Um it's the second year of Watson. I watched him last year. I knew he was awful. Uh, I watched him in preseason. He couldn't hit a throw. Um he actually looks like a functional quarterback again. Uh they have some decent wide receivers around around him. I think Alan Robinson's there. Uh, and the big thing for the Browns is I do believe they've got the best defensive end in the entire league in Miles Garrett by a long, long way. I don't think it's even close. I'd rather have him than any of the Bosa brothers or anybody else. 
Miles Garrett is by far the most talented, the most competitive. Uh, he's just buried on a Browns team that hasn't had any decent quarterback play and has never been able to stop a rush due to a complete lack of defensive tackle, nose tackle in the middle. They fixed that this offseason. Uh, they, they signed Tomlinson from the Vikings, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, and I honestly think that that is going to unleash Miles um, Garrett on the quarterbacks in that division. Uh, I expect injuries for Burrow. I expect injuries for Lamar. I do for both. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I honestly can see the Browns and the Steelers making their way to the playoff from that division this year. It's going to be great. Wow. These are some bold <laughs> predictions <laughs> coming from the ginger one. Uh, I still think Cincinnati will be there and thereabouts by the end of the season. Oh, don't get me wrong. I, I love Joe Burrow, but he's getting injured this year. It's his time. Okay. Uh, right, just a, a quick. Um, I think he's injured now. Yeah, so. it's not bulged out of that. It's a bit easy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, let's recap. This. Lamar's Lamar, right? We know he'll get injured by Don't around game nine or ten. Don't go there. Signed his contract now, happy okay. boy. We're in the number eight here. Mm-hmm. You can see it on this shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. recap of the second round then. Uh, I went with the Bucks to get worse great as a that. short sell. Yeah, great uh, Dan so and Dave picked the Lions and the Browns. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in accordance with those picks. Right. Which brings us on to the seventh pick overall and the first pick of the third round of this draft, and it's me again. Hmm. Now, I have been watching Good Morning Football all week, and they've just had their predictions (laughs) week, all right? And their predictions week is basically they do rookie of the year, offensive player of the year, you know, blah, 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 blah. They pick them all out. And the, the team that kept appearing on this time and time again were the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I I cannot for the life of me remember what they said in any of those topics other than the Saints were in an awful lot of them. Therefore, I'm going to pick the Saints to get better as a completely blind pick. It's a great pick. Okay. It's a great pick. Yeah, uh, it's a great pick. That's what we want to hear. Have, I had them second behind the Falcons only because they you? finished slightly higher than the Falcons last year. Um, so the Falcons were the better value. Because one of those two is winning that division this year and going to get it to the playoffs. Um, the Saints have signed Derek Carr, so they brought yeah. they actually brought a functional quarterback in. Although Derek Carr is rubbish, um, he's certainly he's, better than yeah, what they've he's had. Functional, yeah. And his weaponry around him. So you know, Michael Thomas is back from injured, looking well. Chris Alavi looked like the best rookie in the class last year. Um, you've got Raheem Shahid, who played well on the outside last year. You've got Juwan Johnson. You've got they've signed Jamal Williams, who was leading touchdown scorer in the rushing last year. To, to make way for Alvin Kamara to come in after his three-game suspension. So he's coming back, and he looks fully healthy and sharp. The Saints look a good team. They're just the coach is terrible. I, the, Dennis Allen is their coach, and he, yeah. he um, they love him for some reason, that, and they keep trying to find ways to keep him in the job. But for me, he's absolutely terrible, and he's the reason they'll they'll falter to the Falcons. He'll just run over them. Well, look, it, I, I'll, I'll be mid. I'll finish 9-8. Classic, Which, you know, classic, um, what's his name? Sean... Sean Payton. A classic Sean Payton season. Then, uh, yeah. Wait, I, like, you know, as long as it's better than last season, we don't care. It's, right? it's more Darren Carr. Like Darren Carr, he's a he's a that very serviceable quarterback. Yeah, Darren Darren Derek's brother. Um, so yeah, yeah, you're quite right. Um, but yeah, just having Carver. 
Yeah. Is it not great on last year? Is, was it Jameson last year? James, but, James Winston, uh, and then obviously a mix of Tyreek, uh, Taysom Hill and Andy Dalton, wasn't it? Yeah. And ev- everybody was talking about the fact they were going to win that division and go to the playoffs. It, it never looked that way to me. They should have won that division. It, it doesn't now, to be honest. I think they're overrated again, but like, I understand why you've picked them. A lot of people are talking about them. Fair enough. Uh, look, we are going to move this on because it's 27 degrees in this back room and the lights are on mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. melting. Uh, right, second pick. Uh, sorry, third pick for Dan. Uh, Arrow up. Um, and I'm going to go to... The, the AFC North. Um, I'm going to go against Dave Browns, and I'm going to say it's the Steelers. Um, they absolutely terrified wow. me this year. Um, How painful is it. this for you to be admitting on this podcast? Bit, I just got a bit of a sort of demigogue and sugar down. Sure, <laughs> saying it, but they look scary this year. If they if they can stay healthy, I mean, Mike Tomlin. You know, we talked a lot about it last year. He's never had a losing season. Last year they were awful. They didn't have TJ Watt for ten games. Um, and I think you enjoyed that greatly as well, didn't you? Yeah, How bad they were. They were bad. Them and the Patriots were bad. They got eliminated in the same day as well, which is fantastic. Um, but this, this year, they some of the players they brought. If TJ Watt can stay healthy, they've still got Cam, Cam Jordan on the on the defensive line. They they've got um, Alex Highsmith. Uh, they, they've signed. He's yeah. a really good player. Nick Herzig, the the rookie linebacker, Patrick they've got. So they've got a many people up front. Their back end looks safe now. I think Patrick Peterson is a great signing. I think anywhere else he fades. I think going to the Steelers, they're going to get a a real turnout of him. You know, with Minkovic, Patrick there, they play to his strengths and let him lead. He's going to be great for them. And with with a player like Minkovic, Patrick at safety, they can do that with Patrick Peterson because mm-hmm. he will be so disciplined. Joey Porter Jr. looks like a good draft pick at cornerback, and that's just the defense on, on offense. Kenny Pickett came out in the off season. The off season means nothing except if we look at accuracy point of view and a comfort point of view. They had five drives the first team offense. All five were touchdowns. He's chemistry with George Pickens. Jo- Dave, Dave's pick there, George Pickens. Yeah, it was a great pick, and and he looks mustard this year. He's in for a big leap. They've got Deontay Johnson on the other side. They've got two good tight ends. They've got two running backs, which I think in the end Jalen Warren will overtake Najee Harris for that for that job because I think Joe Warren just looks so explosive. It reminds me a bit of the Pollard Zeke thing a couple of years ago, where Pollard was inevitably going to take the job. Um, the Steelers will win the AFC North um, this year. And I think they could go all the way in the Super Bowl. Wow. So I'm picking them because they're ranked 17th at the minute. I, I shouldn't have mentioned them when I said I expected a couple of teams to rise. I mean, you think you'll have a chance. Well done. I've, repr- I've, I've rated them. That's what you want to do. <laughs> uh, um, go on then. Okay. okay, okay. Right, okay. So... Um, I'm going to do my last pick that I think is going to get better before I move on to the spicier bits. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans. I think their, their division is still open to be won. I know the Jags did well last year, uh, but I did think the Titans should have done better than they did. I think they missed uh, a proper wide receiver threat on the boundary to help them to open up a run game. I think they've got exactly that now with, with, with New Hopkins. Um, I think it's probably Stafford's last season, unless he, he actually gets anything good going there. Um, and... They've actually had a, a full off season without an absolutely mental GM. Uh, they had John Robinson, who did think it was a good idea to trade away AJ uh, Brown, um, and they've got Ron Carf on that, who is actually seems to be uh, a very level-headed, very intelligent man who seems to be making smart decisions. I think Jeffrey Simmons in the middle. I, I don't think there's a better three-tech in the league. I think he's absolutely 
brilliant uh, apart from maybe Aaron Donald but I don't know whether or not that's just because he was so good for so long I think if I had to take one of them now we probably would be Simmons because he'll be good for longer um, but yeah I, I think the Titans they're, 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 they're going to go raging back up um, and I, I do think that they were massively massively underperforming last season so the Tennessee Titans to give the Jags a push for that division and I reckon they'll take the division as well I mean, they, they made us a lot of money last year, if you remember. There's a few games where they were rowed underdogs and we, we lumped it on them because they were never respected. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I've I've gone right off them. Um, I, I, think I understand why. I think they're too old. I don't think they can really hurt people. And that division now looks like it's the Jaguars to lose. Um, and I can't see a second team coming out of that division. So um, I, I actually had the Titans on the down list. <laughs> just instantly. Um, so, really? Uh, Did you see where oh, I Can we please year, get right? head to head uh, on that? No, I've got way. a better one to go down with. Oh. But no, no, I, no, do it. I can only drop 10 a, spots. Go on, take the Titans to go down. It's a, it's a bold shout, isn't it? But I think, because they definitely need a quarterback, right? <laughs> so they're going to be in a... Um, what they so, have got is, uh, is Malik Willis performing better this offseason than he did last. Uh, I, I reckon that he might not get dropped immediately if he did come into play a game this year. Mm. Uh, but they also took Will Levis, who was a quarterback the Vikings were connected with yep. um, b- before the draft. Um, and we didn't take him. They did. And it looks like he's now behind Willis on the depth chart there, which is either very good news for Willis or really, really bad news for Levis, depending on your perspective. I think that kind of sums up my view of them. I don't think they've done enough, particularly this off-season, to strengthen and get better. And I, and I think they'll end up quite quickly in the mode of, let's break this down. Um, I can see Tannel getting traded. I can see Henry getting traded. Um, so, uh, fair play. That AFC South's always good to watch because it's terrible, isn't it? So they all just beat each other and lose to everybody else. Generally. Fair enough. So, the from the AFC South. Uh, right, we've got the spiciest bit to come uh, here on Utter Punts. Mm. And whilst we're thinking about how spicy that's going to be, you're going to listen to this. Utter Punts is proudly sponsored by one of the best kit suppliers out there, Endzone Kit. Endzone is a transatlantic company whose mission is to make finding kit a little bit easier and a little bit more affordable so you can represent your favourite American sports teams. Whether you're looking for NFL, college football, baseball, hockey or basketball memorabilia, Endzone's got you covered. With sizes from newborn up to 3XL, anyone can find something at endzonekit.co.uk. And one of the things that we love is that they have a whole range of retro and pre-loved gear so you can rock your vintage style while supporting your team. So why not head to endzonekit.co.uk and find yourself a bargain. And because you listen to Utter Punts, you can have a 15% discount at checkout when you use the code PUNTS. endzonekit.co.uk, the place to go for your American sports kit. Right then, recap of the third round of our draw. I went with the Saints as a as an up. Dan went with the Steelers as a better. And Dave went uh, up arrow for the Titans. So that means that we have got three picks left. You've both got to pick your short sell. And I've got one final team that's going to get better to be picked. And I'm going first and then you two can battle it out. All right. <laughs> They've got a brand new logo. It's all been fresh and shiny. Everything looks like it might be on the up at the... Washington Commanders. So I'm going to take the Commanders uh, based entirely off the fact that they've rebranded themselves properly this year rather than waiting until the last possible second. And maybe that will be reflected off the field as well as on it. If they're still called the Commanders at the end of the season because they might change the name again. Um, 
I had this great shout. They, I, I, it, it all depends on the quarterback, doesn't it? I, I We talked about Sam Howell last year. I said he was someone I was looking out for mm-hmm. because he was, should have been drafted much higher. Had a bad final year in college, came in, and he dazzled in the last game he played for them. And in the off-season, he's dazzled them again. And so much point where Ron Rivera said, I wish I'd known this, known this earlier. Well, I mean, he has had him for two years. He probably should have known more, shouldn't he? Um, they look electric to me, the commanders. They've got a really good defence. They've got a really good run game. Um, they've got Teddy McLaurin and John Dots on the outside. Sam Howell can run with the ball as well as, as throw it. And, he, you know, he's aggressive. And I, I, I had them on my list. I think they're a great shout to make the playoffs. You know, it's serious when all three of the punts have got pens in their hand. Dave is currently <laughs> sucking on a Sharpie. Dan is ah. twiddling his pen and I've got my fountain pen in my hand taking notes about <laughs> what's going on. Uh, so I've taken the commanders. That leaves two picks. Dan, you're going next. It is your short sell. It's the one that you think is going to be worse off this season. I, I've i just looked at your piece of paper and I cannot wait. Well, Take it away, Dan Horton. I was tempted to do the Chiefs, right? Because the Chiefs, as, as, as with the theory of the Bears, the Chiefs can get... The only place to get... If they win it again, it's zero points, right? And I think the Chargers will win the division. So I think the Chiefs might end up in the wild card, which already drops them probably six, seven spots. If they get knocked out of there, they're probably 10 spots down. However, there's two teams last year that were talked about as over overhyped two teams and unfortunately that you guys support both of them right it's not personal but the vikings 13 and 3 record was blag it was nonsense um and historically nonsense i mean it was historically the, the close that it was i think i think ipi had them as a sort of six and ten team and it was yeah. it was awful uh, and the giants the giants were overhyped everyone said the giants t- had no right to be where they were so it's one of those two teams because they finished 24 and 26 um so one of them i don't think either will make the playoffs I definitely think one won't. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Vikings as my down. Um, I'm so happy. Well done, mate. Because they Thank cannot you. possibly finish as the second seed in the NFC again. Um, and I think the Giants actually were, I think they were under but I think they were brilliantly coached. I think they've strengthened where they needed to strengthen. I think they look like a really good team. I think Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones could make an advancement. Yeah, I think Daniel Jones might step up. You know, look at the year two to three with the day ball with his previous quarterbacks, Josh Allen. There's a definite. They definitely unlocked something with Daniel Jones last year, and if that continues, and even if he gets to the same level he played last year, they will win games because they've got a fairly straightforward schedule. Um, so for me, the Giants will be okay. I don't think they'll be able to keep up with the the Cowboys and the Eagles in that division, and I even think the Commanders might get past them. But I think the Vikings are in for a much bigger fall because I think the Vikings are terrible. Um, I think their quarterback is, is, is almost on the verge of disgrace. Um, they start off with a few primetime games, which they can't win because he doesn't. So they'll be 0-3 or something. I think the Lions are on the up, the Bears are on the up, the Packers <laughs> will be better than everyone makes out because they have got a decent quarterback. Uh, so for me, the Vikings are black and they'll drop like a rock. He's twitching. I've got to let him come in. Go on, Dave. Hi, Dave. Oh, hello, mate. Dan, did you not watch quarterback? Because I thought people watched quarterback and then decided, even though it was clearly a propaganda show made by his own publicity agents, that Kirk Cousins is in fact the true leader among men, despite displaying no leadership qualities whatsoever. Think, you know what came out of quarterback I for me, had, by the way? Kirk Cousins has been on quarterback with any other quarterback other than Patrick Mahomes. He may have come across all right, but unfortunately, they kept coming from him being an absolute lemon close, in one mate. side. Not even close. The no. greatest sportsman in history. So um, the Vikings are never going to win anything meaningful with Kirk Cousins. That's a no-known since before we signed him from Washington Redskins. If you ask, 
uh, Mike Zimmer. And personally, I thought Mike Zimmer was bang on with that assessment. Uh, I wish Kurt well. I hope he has a happy life. He's not a bad fella, but he's not going to win anything. I he don't know. Any... Somebody um, made the decision to not tell him that that moustache looks horrendous. We'll come to that in a minute. I'm, 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 I'm in. Yet. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> like, I, I do wish him well. He seems like a lovely enough dude, but he's he, he's he's not got the spark to take a group of people who have become disillusioned by the circumstances of what is going, he hasn't got the spark to turn that around. He'll need someone else to do that for him. If the Vikings do do anything like that, it'll probably come from the likes of Justin Jefferson, um, who does strike me as someone who maybe does have a little bit more leadership qualities about him. But that's the side of the point. I'm delighted you picked him. Just because... before you go there, what happens if Kirko Chains turns up this season? But he only turns up sometimes. Too many prime like, time games. I'm pretty sure. Kirk Too many prime time James, games, you reckon? Well, I think he, he he basically he has the same work ethic as a French farmer. He will turn up when he feels like it. <laughs> ah, sacra um, so, um, blur. Where are they week one? Day? Where are they week one? Anything, Dan? Who are the Vikings playing the week one? Oh, we're playing with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A right. team that like so if what, you can't that's be one of might be box. right. But then, yeah. then they've got the Eagles well, next Thursday night, haven't they? Yeah, um, one which, one. Eagles, know, yeah. We'll, we'll get on to that. We'll get on to that yeah, now. If you like. No, no, no. You've got to make your pick. Come on. I know. All right. Well, is that... My pick for the short sell are the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. <laughs> He's gone massive. Never right. back it Basically, the they've lost both their DC and their OC. Everyone seems to think that's not going to be a problem. They've brought in Brian Johnson, and I'm pretty sure that uh, Sirianni just thought he was getting Ben Johnson from the Lions. He's not the same guy, mate. Uh, he's got Sean Desai, who was pretty much fourth choice for our DC role. Um, we ended up getting Brian Flores. I'm, I'm happy with that. The quarterback has already shown himself to be injury prone. He has a style which tracks hits. Um, I'm hoping that happens. Uh, they spent an awful lot of money just keeping older players on the roster. The, the thing that annoyed me was the draft because they got the best player in the draft. Yeah, they did. But I'm hoping they cut that out <laughs> somehow. Um, like, quite frankly, Philadelphia it's almost like people are trying to hand you a Super Bowl on the plate but unfortunately there's something about you as a city which means that you, you did get it once but hopefully you don't get it again like, I honestly think that anyone of quality if the, if the Eagles won it again would there'd be some kind of earthquake caused by the herning in graves so um what I will say, I need to give them something positive because I might have been a little bit negative there. Uh, <laughs> I got made to rewatch um, this always sunny in Philadelphia uh, from the bit where Danny DeVito comes in. He carries that. He's brilliant. Um, but I'd like to point out he's from New Jersey and a Giants fan, but he does pretend to support you in the playoffs because he's probably got no choice. You'd kill him if he didn't. So, yeah, that's my choice. Eagles, who came second overall. Uh, I'm very hopeful. I, look, I, very, very hopeful the Cowboys can stop them from making the playoffs. That could be worth 14 points. We have mentioned nice. this before, but Philadelphia is a city that greases up the lampposts to make sure people can't climb them. All right, let, we'll, we'll just move on. Um, right, wrapped <laughs> up then. Uh, my three to get better were the Bears, the Saints and the Commanders. Dan's three to get better were the Falcons, the Lions and the Steelers. And Dave's were the Broncos the Browns 
and the Titans all to get better uh, and to get worse. I've gone with the Bucks. Dan's gone with the Vikings and Dave's gone with the Philadelphia Eagles. So what will happen is we'll keep you Let's up to date with how each of them are going over the course of the season and whether we think that they're going to achieve points or drop points and uh, and that'll just be a little touch point for us. If you want to play this and you want the rules, just drop us a line on social media. We're available. Just search for Utter Punts Podcast on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. Elon Musk's completely... Yeah, yeah, I nearly dropped another F-bomb. Let's move on. Or on Instagram, which is probably the best place to get us because we do love Instagram because it's a much more friendly environment. Uh, but you can get in touch with us on either. would be lovely to hear from you. Right. I quite like X. Yeah. Do you? Are you have you decided to make a, an X account? Being contrary, isn't he? Oh, is he? Um, contrary, I'm, contrary, I'm, I'm, Dave. I never joined Twitter, but it's not Twitter anymore. Right. So I might join. Look, boys, we are uh, rapidly, we've, we've already <laughs> hugely overspent on time. Hugely. So... Uh, we are going to yes. rattle through the predictions here for the first weekend and we'll get into proper reviews for next weekend. We will yeah. start with tonight's game, which, I mean, seems a little bit daft. So literally a sentence on this evening's game, which is the Lions at the Chiefs. We'll start with you, Dan. Um, I, I don't care who's injured. Mahomes is playing and the Chiefs are at Arrowhead, so they'll win. Can I give you a couple of mega Mahomes stats quickly? Yeah, but really quickly. Okay, so Mahomes, when, when losing by 10 points, Mahomes is 13-9 and nine in his career. Which wow. means even if you're ten points ahead, you're, you're the still underdog getting beaten. Yeah, in the underdog, no quarterback in the history of the game has had a better record. Yeah, uh, and also of his 227 touchdown passes that he's thrown in his career, 211 of them Travis Kelsey's been on the field for. Um, so he might be a miss, but I still back Andy Reid and Mahomes at home. Chiefs to me. Good stuff, Dave. Uh, I'll go with the Chiefs. Uh, basically, probably to cover as well. But what I would say is this: I think Jameer Gibbs. I disagree with Dan. I think because they took him at twelve overall, they're going to make use of him. They're going to try and give him the ball. I think they're going to throw him out of the backfield. I think they're going to let him run on the goal line. I think they're going to try and really display him tonight. So, uh, if you if you're looking for a little bet to throw on, have a look at Jameer Gibbs to get two touchdowns anytime. He's in days um, front. I think that's good value tonight. Yeah. Uh, right. What's really interesting is that we had a production meeting <clears throat> and the production meeting says, please don't put the bets in the previews. Of the we'll do them afterwards. And Dave's just completely thrown that out of the window. No, don't look whoa, at me like whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't this look at me like that. Because it's no, the only Thursday night abs- game that we're doing. Absolutely not. No. No. The rules were the rules. They're not there to be broken. They're there to be adhered to. Okay, fine. I'm also going with the Chiefs. I can't see that going any other way. Also, your version of one sentence is is ridiculous. Uh, Right. (laughs) Stop. Moving on. Uh, 49ers at Steelers, Sunday. Sky Sports. Who's going first? Dave, do you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I actually fancy the Steelers. I think they've had all our season to to prepare for uh, the 49ers, whilst the 49ers have had a terrible off season with all the nonsense going on with Bosa. A little bit, of, you know, okay, they've got the deal over the line now, but uh, I, I genuinely do think the Steelers are going to be good this year. Um, and yeah, I, I'd go with the Steelers. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I've put the Steelers at home. I think they're ready. I think they're ready to come out. I think the Niners will get better. They started last year by losing to the Bears, didn't they? So I think they will get better. I think McCaffrey will have a good game. But I think this, I think watch this Steelers defense. It's it's going to be electric. I'm going to say something completely left field here because I can. Because essentially, you know, we keep a track of who we've picked, and me making a decision is not going to change that. I think Christian McCaffrey has it in him to actually be 
chosen as the MVP this season. Not Offensive Player of the Year. I think he's got it in him to be chosen as the league's MVP this season. Now, that's almost unheard of in the modern age. It always goes to a quarterback. But I've just got this feeling. This is a man that did 1,000 yards receiving, 1,000 yards rushing, and 100 catches last. If he can do that again this season and add 5%, There'll be nobody in the league to touch him. If he plays 17 oh. games, he's the best offensive weapon yeah, in the game. Correct. <laughs> There's no question. In which case, I think he could do that. And that means, because of CMC, um, I'm going with the Niners. I love it. I hope you're right. I'm going with the Niners. Uh, right, load of... My second choice for a regression, you know, in the, in the start. Really? I had the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Niners yeah. going backwards? I've, 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 yeah, I just think that the Brock Purdy, yeah, he had his little Indian summer, but he was basically, the, the system made it as easy as possible for him. I think that playoff game where he got injured, what you actually yeah. saw was what happens when people game plan for Brock Purdy, yeah. which is they, they just got into his face before he could get rid of it yeah, and he did. injured himself on their helmet. I, I, I think he's going to find it a lot more difficult. I would not be surprised to see him end up switching towards Sam Darnold at some point. And in all honesty, I think the next year, if, 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 if um, they they actually still have Carl Shanahan in charge, then I can see them picking up Kirk Cousins in free agency finally. Good stuff. Um, right, moving on. Again, time just absolutely kicking our backsides here. So the next one up is the Dolphins at the Chargers. This is a tighter one than I would have thought. This is probably the tightest game of the whole weekend, isn't it, Dan? It's a playoff game, isn't it? I mean, I can see this game in January, can't you? If, if, the, fin- if the Dolphins did it. The, the, the Dolphins with Tua last year were, were incredible. Mm-hmm. But then teams did catch up to them before he got injured. And of course, he's had jiu-jitsu now, so he won't get injured again. Yeah, um, exactly. That, that, that yeah. is renowned for solving concussion <laughs> problems. That is uh, renowned. That was, <laughs> I, I'm just... This is why I don't talk about the offseason, because it's boring. But um, this is a great game. There's going to be lots of points in this game, but I love the Chargers this year. If they can just stay on the field, the Chargers, I think they're the best roster in the NFL. Um, and I fancy them to beat the Chiefs in the AFC West this year. So I'm going to pick them at home, because they surely haven't got any injuries going into this. Uh, Herbert could be the MVP for me. He'd be my outside pick. I think they're monsters, the Chargers, this year. And I think finally it comes together, and they, they probably have too much for Miami, although I do think Miami have a good year. Uh, who's saying hello? It's the voice of uh, Bill Belichick in the background of... going, it wasn't me. I, I was I was hoping that Keno's mum had just sort of popped in and said hi. No, 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 no not that I'm aware of. Oh, that's that's no. slightly disappointed. I'm going charges here. I, 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 didn't, I didn't hear anything. Oh, did you not? You're in. No, don't think no. so. Uh, yeah, yeah, producer Andy heard it as well. It wasn't here, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I'm going the charges here for the same reasons. I just think... Um, at home, that's enough of a difference between the two of them. Dave, what do you make of this game? Um, I don't want to be just going contrary to Dan all the time, but in all honesty, I think their most valuable sign in this offseason was, was Fangio uh, at DC, yeah. who can actually run a, a 4-3 shell defence properly and uh, actually make it aggressive as well. I think the there's a couple of young coaches um, yeah. who have their first years last year who have picked up good experience DCs for the very purpose of training their offense and getting them different looks in, in training, which will make them better. I'm going to take the Dolphins. Um, I think they're going to be a very good team this year. Uh, and, and Mike McDaniels is quickly becoming my second favorite yeah. coach in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Tomlin's my favorite, you know that. <sighs> uh, Fair yeah. enough. Uh, good, so... 
you've gone Dolphins, we've two gone Chargers. Good. Uh, should we just skip the next one? We don't have to talk about Cowboys at Giants at all, do we? No. Cowboys, it's the most watched game in America. Yeah, and, and you can understand why, but this is the kind of game that I think, as a Giants fan, I would like six or seven weeks into the season, not game one. And I could catch him cold. Yeah. And and the, the problem you know is, the problem is, I think the opposite is likely to happen here, where the where the Giants are more likely to get caught cold by a Cowboys team that actually look better on paper this season than they did last. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if the Cowboys are much better this year than last year. I think it depends down to the quarterback, doesn't it? But the problem I'd have with the Giants is that they've not beat Dak Prescott in 10 attempts. So they're 0-10 against Prescott in these games at home and away. So it, it makes it difficult. The, the Cowboys are a bit of a... They're a bit of a... They think, I still think they're a show pony. I'll be dead honest. The defence looks really good. Okay. I think the defence will be hard to beat. Okay. I think their offence is still terrible. I think the offensive line is not what it was. I think they're going down to Tony Pollard. They're trusting that he is as the the main running back, the way he was the second running back. Sometimes it doesn't happen that way. They still really haven't got another wide receiver, and they've let Dalton Schultz go with the tight end, and they've obviously drafted another tight end, but he's injured. Um, they have drafted, they've, they've signed Brandon Cooks. I don't like it. Um, the, the, the Cowboys are definitely beatable, but they'll beat the, they'll, they'll yeah. beat the Giants. <laughs> She's one way um, yeah, I, 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 I think the biggest thing that happened to the Cowboys in at the end of last season was the fact that Mike McCarthy decided he's going to be calling pay, plays again That's for the first time since yeah. his last season in Green Bay. So if anyone wanted to work out how to beat the, this current lot of Cowboys, I guarantee McCarthy's not dusted off and you'd like, written a new playbook. Mm. He's dusted off whatever was in his back pocket from the Packers days. It won't take long for people to work them out. I think they will end up struggling down the line, but I do think what they've actually done is just try to build everything in a way where they can play and beat the, the Eagles. Yeah. Um, it, which I'm not sure that's the best idea. You've got 17 games to play, not just two. Um, but best of luck to them. I have a big Eagles because I hate the Eagles. So you're picking, Dave? They're not playing the Eagles this week. Uh, uh, yeah, I already picked Driver Star, Cowboys to beat the Giants off that. Which is good because that means that I don't have to do what my head is saying. I can do what my heart is saying and pick the Giants to beat um to beat the Cowboys. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that one. Right. Uh, late game uh, Sunday into Monday is uh, the Cowboys-Giants, right? So that means the Monday night football game is Bills at Jets. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's a tasty old affair. Uh, obviously, interest sky high with the Jets at the minute because of hard knocks, because that's been available, because of Aaron Rodgers' trade, because they look better than they did last season. But I'm not sure it's quite that straightforward when you run into Josh Allen and the uh, and the Bills. It was for them last year. Zach Wilson beat the Bills and and as, a Jet, as the Jets quarterback. And the Jets gave the Bills fits last year. They were not the same offense when they played them. And they actually weren't the same team after they'd played them because they, they had the, they're the team that injured or slightly injured Josh Allen. They never quite they never quite recovered from. They lost they lost a lot of their uh, their dominance. I think the Bills have been down talked a bit this off season. I think because there's been a lot of hype around the Dolphins, a lot of hype around the Jets. Certainly, um, I mean I, don't, I can't remember the fourth team in that division now. But I think I think it's unfair. I think the Bills have got their defense back. They're all fit. They're all healthy. Um, you know, players like Tredavious White, players like Matt Milano, players like. Um, Jordan Poyer on the back on the back end. They've got Greg Rousseau up front. They've got Von Miller to come back in. The Bills will be fine. Um, but I, I'm a bit of a Jets homer, as you know. Um, and if the Jets could beat them with Zach Wilson, 
then they're sure as hell going to be it with Aaron Rodgers. Jets for me. Dave? Yeah, I'm taking the Jets as well. Oh, for me, the big issue, again, it's a psychological thing. I think they lost Brian the ball last season. He didn't go that great with the current uh, offensive coordinator. Uh, Diggs, at uh, one point, was very unhappy. He says that's all over now. There's some dispute about that with, uh, I think it was Stephen A. Smith coming out and saying that he still wants to be traded. But again, Diggs shot that down. But um, if Stefan Diggs is unhappy, he doesn't really hold back. But he was voted a captain this year. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see which Diggs turns up because Stefan Diggs on fire is, I mean, he's a hell of a player. Some seconds of a player. this week, though, Dave, isn't it? With Sauce and DJ Reed. Yeah, it's massive. I mean, I think they can mm. take Diggs out the game, and then who else do the Bills go to? Is my, is, I don't. Dave Davis that's what I mean. on his in routes. Yeah. I mean, you know. So it, uh, this will be a low it, scoring it, game. It's a tricky it'll one, be but tight. it'll be very I'll, tight. I, can see I do think if the Bills win, yeah. then, then, then they're, they're, they're set up very nicely for a cracking season again. But yeah. I just just think that Rodgers will have that little bit of mental strength, which which might well help them through it um, and, and save, save them to a victory this weekend. But I do think the Bills are going to be good this year. Yeah, I, think, I, yeah. I think all four teams in the division are going to be half decent this year. There's only three teams in the division. Remember. There's only three teams in the division. <laughs> I'm going to go Jets is here it, before you two come to blows. the Buffalo Bill Belichick's then, is that what it is? <laughs> the, the artist's formerly known as good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Jets as well. I think um, just the romance of it. I think get carried away with the narrative uh, as I am. Right. So one of the new things that we're going to do on Utter Punts this season is we're actually going to look ahead to the Sunday game Sunday games, the Monday game, and the following Thursday, because we're actually going to release on a Thursday night. So you're going to get your preview for the following Thursday and not for the night that it's released. We will try and just sort of make a, a little passing comment on it, as we did at the beginning of these previews. But actually, your main preview is going to be the following Thursday game, which works out to be uh, Vikings at Eagles, which is the last thing that we're going to do before we, uh, before we hear the two-minute warning which is coming up in the not too distant future so two minutes ago dave uh do you want to kick us off for vikings at eagles i don't think he wants the game to kick off to be honest no okay right um the vikings do not do very well in philadelphia that's not going to change this year let the eagles fans grease up their lampposts let them enjoy themselves <laughs> It might well end up being your last victory for a few weeks, um, but I'm pretty sure you will beat us because I'm pretty sure that Kirk is probably peeing himself right now thinking about the trip. So, yeah. Enjoy yourselves, Eagles. I hate you. I hate you. Carry on. Okay. Dan, can we have something a little bit more measured and less emotional? I, I just don't see what the Vikings do better than the, than the Eagles, really. So, you know, defensive line, offensive line, run game, pass game, secondary, linebacker play, coverage, uh, pre pass pressure, um, special teams, field goal kicker, you know, wind in the stadium, seat colour, hot dog choice. Um, whoa, 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 we've got a better long adventure. snapper. We yeah. had a Pro Bowl long snapper had, last year. Had, oh, have you not? Had. Um, you also had Kirk Cousins, and you've got him again this year. So for me, it's an absolute no-brainer, and this is a this is a lumper. This gets get the Eagles in everything for me. Uh, what's really interesting here is it's got the added narrative now that... Um, that Dan's picked the Vikings to be worse 
this season and Dave's picked the Eagles to be worse this season. And yet the pick that they've both made is the Eagles. You <laughs> can see why you've done that. The Eagles have got further to pull, my friend. And uh, I, I didn't fact serve the Vikings being in my calculations. Uh, I am also going Eagles for exactly the same reason uh, that you boys have suggested. I just can't see what the Vikings do better. And that moustache needs absolutely smashing into the ground. So if we can put 20 or 30 points on Kirk Cousins just for that heinous crime against faces, that would be absolutely great. But look, I, I know that we said we were going to preview next week's first day game, but can we jump straight to the bets for, for, for this weekend? Because like it's far more interesting than talking about the Eagles beating the Vikings. And then Bell's gone and taken away any chance of fate being tempted by saying he feels in his bones that the Vikings are going to win. Yeah. So it's not going to happen now. You don't have to reverse psychology on the university, you Andy. Uh, yeah, so uh, can we move on to the bets? Yes, let's do that. But can, if we can be quick, because we're like we're already well over yeah. an hour on this yeah, podcast yeah. and it was uh, supposed it's to be 45 long, minutes. So, so, so I'll, I'll quickly now mine out and then Dan can go into his. Yeah, bit go on. More it, it be up. So I've, I've, what I've got is, um, so this show is going to be a bit different. We're, Dan and I are going to be telling you to spend a fiver each week. We're going to keep a running total as to who's been a, a more effective tips for you uh, as the season goes on because we think it's much more fun than when me and Dan are in competition with each other and as per usual Liam will be picking a side and that will be his bankroll for the for the yes. season as well so uh, this week what my little bet is uh, I would like you to do at any time touchdown scorers and go with TJ Hawkinson Richardson of the Colts and Derek Henry uh, in a treble and that will be £11.37 to 1 and Put two pound on that for me, please, out of my stake. Just to clarify, if you're picking Richardson as the quarterback, it won't be a touchdown he throws. It'll have to be one that he runs or catches. Just for people that don't oh. know the difference. Good point, well made. But yes, I did know that. Yeah. No, just two, a, just a to celebrate. Just two, just two pounds <laughs> out of your five on that. Well, I mean, is it a fiver a week? Or we yeah. have to try and keep a bankroll, right? So I was being prudent. But yeah, oh. I mean, like, if it's a fiver a week, throw your fiver on it. That would be pretty decent. That would be 50 quid. It's only a fiver. All right, good. I was just checking that you weren't, like, sort of 20% confident of your, of your bets. No, 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 no. I have a rule slightly wrong in my head. Sorry, man. Good. Uh, I'm going uh, fairly fairly easy start. So I've got the, the, the inner double, the, the Steelers plus eight points uh, at home against the 49ers and Atlanta to score over 19.5 points in their game against Carolina, and that double pays just over even money, 1.2. So you'd get about 11 quid back from your fire. Decisions, decisions. You get about spending a pound on mine. What's the returns for yours, Dave? Uh, so mine's 11.37 to 1. So if you've got a fiver on it, then you're looking at just over 60 quid back, which including you say, which would be nice. Which, uh, you know, considering it's the first one of the season, uh, is far too long for me so I'm going with Dan uh, I'm going with Dan just because I feel like it might be more likely to happen and not uh, tossing my five pounds probably 11 times more like this yeah. <laughs> uh, right cool um, right I think we've, uh, we've we're, we're going to restart the train but we're not doing that this week so those of you remember no. the spectacular derailment last season we're hoping that Jelani it doesn't Woods. yeah we're hoping that it doesn't happen this season there is the two minute hooter which means that we've just about got enough time to do our utter punts of the week can I go first yeah I'm going to pick myself well, it's unfair. I no, disagree. I, I'm picking me for the 36 intro attempts 
and the camera switching off. Uh, actually, actually, no. I, I am, I am, I am reneging on that. I'm not picking me at all. I am, I am picking Andy Bell. That's exactly what I'm doing. Thanks, Dan. I am picking the producer of this epic that said, if we're in, we're in for the whole season and then misses the first fucking show. I am picking producer Andy Bell as being the absolute punt of the week. That's what I'm picking. I'm here, he says. Where? I can't see you. In the northeast. Playing in the woods with your nieces. Not here, are you? Not enjoying yourself with us. No. Decided to go home for mum's cooking and stotties. That's what you... You've gone for bacon stotties over Utter Punts and I'm not having it. Utter Punt of the Week. Dan? <laughs> what we do know about Bell is that when his partner is away, she's clearly the talent in the in the organisation, isn't she? Because whenever he's away, he falls to bits. So That's very true. He's had to go home to his mum. What, yeah. what we need is his, his partner's travel schedule for the next 12 months. Um, I was going to pick Kirk Cousins. Because I watched quarterback and he's an idiot. And he ruined one of the greatest comebacks, you know, the greatest comeback in history by sort of pausing on the dramatically pausing Tom. I'm going to need a minute. Um, uh, idiot. But I'm going to go for Jerry Jones. And I'm going to go for Jerry Jones for a simple reason it's poor management. I cannot stand bad management, right? So he, they draft, they, they trade for Trey Lance, okay? And then in the interview afterwards, they sort of said, well, who knew? Well, I didn't tell nobody. We just wanted to move, right? So he, he then puts Mike McCarthy in a really bad position for no reason at all. Yeah. Because Mike McCarthy going, oh, so I've got a new, I've got a new backup quarterback, have I? He, he clearly did know about it. I, why, is, why is Jerry Jones still just trying to make headlines for the Cowboys? Because no, news has been a bit quiet. I Go think, away. I think Jerry Jones was picked more times last season on Utter Punt as Punt of the Week really annoying. than any other person. And we've started this season exactly yeah, the same way. Yeah. Go on, get in there. Dave, come on. Do you know what's even worse? My off-season Utter Punt... Is Jim Ursay of a cult, sir? I think came second <laughs> last year. Wow. Uh, just because, how do you basically manage to take your franchise running back uh, and alienate him in two years? I don't get it. He's a second round pick. He's picked number 41 overall. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, in his first season in the league, was the best running back in the league. He got injured last year. He wasn't quite as efficient, and I get that, but the O-line was a disaster for, for the Colts last year. Uh, this year, you've got a running quarterback coming in, and what he could do with in order to help him out is the best running back in the league. Instead, Jim Irsay manages to have a one-to-one with Taylor, and immediately after that, Taylor requested a trade. Um, so... Like to, to to me, it's just one of those where I went well. Jim Arsay, and, and what I've written down here is that Jim Arsay, shut up. You want to be the next Jerry Jones, and like I, I feel that the theme is complete there. I I absolutely love it, Dave. Thank you for your time this evening. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> pleasure. Nothing. Pleasure. Uh, Dan, thank you very much. Thank you very much. We will back. see you next week on Utter Punts, where we will give you a full review of the weekend's games. Uh, and we cannot wait. Glad to be back. See you later. Bye, Dave. Take care. Bye-bye.